The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. Yeah, the now famous announcement by Walter Cronkite on CBS News 60 years ago today. John F. Kennedy had died after being shot by Lee Harvey Oswald in Dallas. We want to talk about the Kennedys today, though. Uh, they have left an indelible mark on US politics, but where are they now? Are the family still a force? Larry Donnelly is with me, the law lecturer at the University of Galway, co-director of the Kennedy Summer School as well. Um, Larry, are they a, a force in people's minds or are they kind of a relic of history? Well, no, I mean, I think that because they are such a strong historical presence, you can't really say they're a relic. And indeed, uh, the ideals of President Kennedy, the, the expressed so eloquently and the questions his assassination left behind, such as what if he had served out uh, not only the remainder of his first term, but also a second term, uh, those will linger, that sense of hope that he instilled. And I think they're particularly prescient uh, today, given uh, the state uh, of American politics and the state of political discourse. So there certainly is a resonance. But when you ask in terms of as uh, an elected political force, uh, is the Kennedy family still relevant? Um, you know, we know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president, mm. but in an overarching sense, one would have to say they're not. I mean, the, the reality is the last person, uh, last prominent Kennedy uh, to make a run for office was uh, young Joseph Kennedy, the current uh, special envoy to Northern Ireland in Massachusetts, in my home state, in Kennedy territory, uh, and taking on an incumbent Democrat in a primary, uh, Joe Kennedy was trounced. So, you know, for a variety of reasons, uh, I think politics is probably not in the future elected politics, but uh, they would say, and I think they make a strong argument, that they are still very much engaged in public so service. So it's because it's Joe Kennedy, I mean, at one stage has been talked about uh, maybe in, in very fanciful terms as somebody who might run for the Oval Office one day. I mean, is he completely gone with that one defeat? Well, I mean, you know, the, I thought kind of... I thought you guys loved the comeback kid. Uh, we we do, but uh, you know, knowing that knowing knowing the terrain in Massachusetts as I do, you know, it, it's difficult at this point. I'm not saying it's impossible at all, but it is difficult to see where from where he launches uh, a comeback. There's an awful lot of other uh, young office holders, young, capable, popular, uh, progressive office holders in Massachusetts who arguably would stake a greater claim. And it should be said that one of the themes, very much in his last losing campaign. Uh, and again, this is in Kennedy country, was that uh, he had no entitlement uh, to a seat in the United States Senate just because 
uh, of who he is. And I think if that sentiment, uh, you know, holds sway in Massachusetts, uh, you can only extrapolate from that uh, that it is even stronger throughout the rest of the United States. And again, this is a tough conversation in many ways to have on what is mm. uh, a very sad anniversary uh, of JFK's assassination. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who is running for presidency, um, I mean, Donald Trump sucks up most of the oxygen in the room alongside with the incumbent, naturally. So many people listening won't be aware of him. He's kind of out there, isn't he? He is, yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, you know a son of Bobby Kennedy, who, like his brother, what was tragically assassinated just five years uh, later. Uh, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. came to prominence as an environmental lawyer, as a legal academic, uh, as somebody who has written a number of books. Uh, but in recent decades, uh, in particular on the issue uh, of vaccination, uh, he's adopted some really fringe uh, stances and some fringe movements and said some things that uh, most people are saying, you know, what are you talking about? And indeed, that has led the usually united front of the Kennedy family uh, to kind of disintegrate. Most of them say uh, that he has no business running for president, that they don't want to be associated uh, with this bid. That having been said, you know, he he has almost no chance of winning the presidency, in my view, but he could be a pivotal figure uh, if this is a race between Joe Biden uh, and Donald Trump in a context in which very many Americans uh, are not happy with either of those choices, in which he is, after all, a Kennedy, uh, and in which he does he is saying some very different things that might appeal to Americans who are disenchanted with the process and with the choices. I guess that the nature of a, of a family and a dynasty is that people are always looking out then for for who might, you know, inherit the crown. Uh, so much so that I've even heard mention of this um, Jack Schlossberg. Is that his name? He's Caroline Kennedy's son. He's only about 30 years old, but already people speculate about his involvement in politics. Yeah, if there is one member, I suppose, of the very young generation, and who knows, there are others who may harbor uh, political ambitions, uh, he could be the one. Uh, that having been said, uh, you know, one gets a sense and one hears from people who are close to the Kennedy family that the older generation uh, are very much advising the younger generation that, look, there are other ways that we can serve this country uh, without going into elected office. And indeed, if you look at the very, very high price uh, that the Kennedy family has paid for a lifetime of service in elective mm. office. It's a very high one. Uh, and I think that's a very powerful, dissuasive argument that they can put to the next generation. So what, 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 what's the answer then when that next generation, when Jack turns around and he says, OK, if not elected office, what then? What's the future for a big, powerful family like ours? We still want to wield influence, but we're not going to run for public office. Well, if you look at the causes that they're involved in collectively, you know, for instance, just to name one example, uh, former Congressman Patrick Kennedy, uh, who waged some well-documented battles with substance abuse uh, and mental health, uh, he's a very much a leading campaigner, uh, you know, to improve conditions uh, for people who are afflicted with either or both uh, of those issues. And a host of other candidates are working in their own way. And what they're doing, speaking quite frankly, is they're using and leveraging the power uh, of their name to achieve social change. And it should be said, even for somebody as committed to, po- to politics and the power of politics as I am, there are other ways you can influence society and, and bring about positive
positive change. I think that's where the Kennedys are at today. But that having been said, if Jack is determined, I'm sure that that formally united front will recobble itself together uh, and they'll work hard to, to, you know, to ensure he realizes his ambition. Larry, listen, fascinating stuff as always. Thank you so much. Larry Donnelly is a law lecturer at the University of Galway. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.